the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. Virginia Beach Mayor Bobby Dyer says that the people of the Virginia resort town trying to pull themselves together after Friday's mass shooting. We're going to show that Virginia Beach is a city of resolve and dedication. And, you know, we are going to be there for all the families, the friends, and our community in a big way. That is Mayor Dyer via via WVEC Radio. In total, the 11 city employees killed by their colleague had served their community for more than 150 years. U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo says the Trump administration is willing to talk with Iran, but he says the U.S. will continue its campaign of pressure against the Islamic Republic. This is SRN News. Dr. Sebastian Gorka likes when the president stands up for himself. He's calling upon all the people in his staff who are in the room with Nancy just to prove how much of an absolute liar about what she said about the president. You don't allow their lies to fester and grow. You crush them. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 2 on AM 1280. The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. Just past 2 o'clock on this Sunday afternoon, it is a gorgeous day out there. High of 73 degrees, sunny skies. It'll stay mostly clear tonight with a low of 52. You just heard Hour 1 of the Brad Carlson Show. He is part of the best and longest-running conservative talk show right here in the Twin Cities. Join him and Mitch Berg of the Northern Alliance Radio Network every Saturday and Sunday afternoon at 1 p.m. because each week the NARN brings you the best in local, political, and conservative news talk. It's the NARN each Saturday and Sunday, 1 to 3 p.m. right here on The Patriot. And Hour 2 of the Brad Carlson Show starts right now. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. Hey, I'm 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thank you as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Feel free to do so at hashtag show, hashtag show for any comments or questions. And feel free to give us a like on Facebook. Just uh, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And uh, give us a like if you haven't done so already. And as always, thanks for uh, checking out our show as we are uh, just past our 15th anniversary a couple of months ago of uh, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And there doesn't appear to be any stop sign in front of us yet, so... uh, we are just going to uh, enjoy the ride as long as uh, you folks keep tuning in and uh, keep uh, uh, keep up the encouragement. We definitely appreciate it. Uh, anytime there's some big national news in a given week, we always like to call on a friend of the broadcast and our political wonk, Matt Makoviak. You can uh, check out Matt's fine work at MacOnPoliticsPodcast.com. That's M-A-C-K, MacOnPoliticsPodcast.com, where he does a podcast talking to some of the uh, big hitters in the political world. Like most recently, he talked to uh, Senator Tom Cotton and uh, Dan Abrams. You're definitely going to want to check those out. And it also is a one-stop shop for his weekly uh, columns with the Washington Times. Obviously, we want to address the uh, Robert Mueller press conference from this past week where uh, basically he reiterated what was in his report, but he also said a couple of things that uh, in, some, in the minds of some may have fueled 
more impeachment talk. So as, as always, we're honored to be joined by the aforementioned Matt Makoviak. Matt, thanks so much for joining us today. How are you? I'm doing great, Brad. Thanks so much. You bet, sir. Uh, obviously, we wanted to uh, have you on get your insights uh, about uh, Special Counsel Robert Mueller. Of course, uh, he released his report a couple of months ago, and then Attorney General Barr gave a brief summary of it, and then a redacted full report was released uh, sometime after that. And as with anything in, in political news these days, Matt, everybody wants to look at everything through their own political prism. They always have their preconceived notions in place. We get that. But uh, the one point of contention that uh, Special Counsel Mueller brought forth, and I'd like your insights on this, is he indicated that he couldn't make a decision on obstruction because that was against the policy of the Office of Legal Counsel, whereas Attorney General Barr said in testimony before that that uh, that was not the case. Uh, how is this eventually going to be reconciled, and do you see in, uh, Special Counsel Mueller eventually having to testify before Congress, Matt McCoviak? Well, um, I mean, I think you're right to connect those two issues because we haven't really heard Mueller's explanation uh, on that question. We've heard Bert, we've heard Bars. Sure. Uh, you know, so it's a little hard to say whether Mueller's going to testify. He's, he's made clear he's not going to testify voluntarily, right. which would mean that the House Democrats would have to subpoena him. Um, and so then the question, be- so the question becomes, will, will they subpoena him? My guess is they probably will. Uh, the question I think then becomes, is he going to fight a subpoena to testify? And I, I doubt that. I think he probably would testify if he was subpoenaed. However, um, it's not clear to me that he's going to be answering many questions. He, he made clear in his statement that he's going to simply, um, you know, uh, sort of say point to the, you know, point to the report, you know, uh, basically if he's asked questions. And so I don't know that there's much that, that can be learned. Um but, you know, there's so, so many questions about, you know, Mueller, the decisions Mueller made. I think a lot of people do. Uh, I, I don't doubt his intentions. I know some, some people doubt his intentions. I really don't. And he's, he's really lived a, a patriotic and an honorable life. Uh, the thing I do wonder about is if you, can't, if you can't make a determination on obstruction, then why did you make a determination on conspiracy? Sure. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I guess the distinction he wants to make is that – uh, you, know, you know, he said Trump and, and anyone associated with him was not was not criminally uh, responsible for, for for conspiracy. There was no no evidence of conspiracy. Um, I guess he could, I guess he felt he couldn't say that on obstruction. So maybe that's the distinction. But you know, this 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 he's really in some ways flipped justice on its head uh, because he's he's introduced an entirely new standard uh, in our justice system with this idea that prosecutors have to exonerate. Uh, targets of investigations, and that's not what they're there to do. They're there right. to, you know, learn, learn the facts as much as possible, um, present evidence to a grand jury, and seek indictments. And in this case, he did not seek an indictment against President Trump. Whether he uh, wants to, quote, exonerate him or not is outside the scope of, of what a prosecutor does. And that's something that, um, that's something that a number of, of legal experts, appoint uh, legal experts have made you know, over the past week or so and, and even before that. So I, I just – I have that fundamental problem with this, um, but I think if you look at kind of what the net effect of all this is, I think the biggest – Takeaway, Brad, is this has put enormous pressure on House Democrats, in particular Speaker Pelosi. Uh, she now, you know, the, the clock is ticking uh, in terms of her being forced to, uh, to, to, to begin impeachment proceedings. She basically had to have the presidential candidates pushing it every day. Right. Uh, you have now 51 members of the House on the Democratic side, I think maybe 50 Democrats, and then Justin Amash from, from Michigan, right. the Republican. So, yeah, I mean, I just think, you know, I think she's and, – and, and honestly, the other last point I'll make on this is that I think the longer she waits, the worse it is for the people she wants to protect, which are the, you know, incumbent Democratic members of Congress in swing districts, right? The closer that impeachment gets to the election, the worse it's going to be political for – politically for the House Democrats, right? If she'd started this in, in March and they wrap it up in, in June or August – uh, it would be an issue, but I don't know that it would be the issue next year. If she waits till the end of this year and it takes three or six months, you know, then, then you're guaranteeing it's going to be a big issue in the general election. So uh, she obviously doesn't want to move forward, and it's entirely, I guess, up to her, and maybe she'll be able to resist. But my, my guess is she's going to give in. The question is when, and it may be later this year, maybe towards the end of the year. Um, we'll see. 
Now, I, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, you, you mentioned uh, Representative Justin Amash, a Republican congressman out of Michigan. Uh, he's come out on Twitter and, and basically gone through several tweet storms of indicating, you know, we need to hold the, we need to be this check and balance and it doesn't, we have to put principle over party. I mean, these are things that he's been said since he's been elected into Congress. I understand that. But, uh, do you think that this probably did, did Justin Amash's public statements come out and do you feel that put more pressure on Pelosi? And what I, what I mean by that question is, you know, she might be able to hold off some of her, you know, uh, radical elements of her party. But if a Republican comes out and asks for it, does that, in your mind, put a different calculus on this? You know, um, I actually think Amash's decision has not really changed the politics of this for the speaker. Okay, she doesn't care. She doesn't care much about you know one uh, one incumbent Republican. No one's really arguing now that this is a bipartisan endeavor. Amash is really an island unto himself, and I'm, I'm not going to criticize him. I, I, I do believe he's a, a principled person. He's more libertarian than I am. Um, I, I, you know, I, I do really, really have problems with his conclusion. Um, I will say, just for the record, that he's apparently read the far less redacted version of the report, which is available to members of Congress, which is not something I've done because I'm not a member of Congress. Right, so. Right. I will hold out that there may be something in there that is far, far, far worse than the, the unredacted version. I would tend to think if that were the case, that it would have leaked by now. So I don't know. I mean, Amash is just a contrarian, and um, I think sometimes he likes people to think that he's uh, really, really, really principled, and so he wants to take sort of lonely stands to do that. Um, you know, to me, impeachment needs to be about high crimes and misdemeanors, and if the best you have is that the president mused with his counsel about firing Mueller or that he fired the FBI director. To me, not only is that not obstruction, both those things are, are, are well within uh, his, his rights uh, as the chief executive of the country. Uh, he can fire anyone for any reason at any time in the federal government. The question is whether there was corrupt intent, and there wouldn't have been corrupt intent because firing either of those individuals would not have uh, ended the investigation. Right. <clears throat> Another special counsel would have been appointed or the justice department would have proceeded um and with comey obviously another fbi director was appointed uh and and the investigation did continue so you know i guess uh i think the democrats are, are grasping at straws i don't think they have very much they've clearly now given up on quote collusion or conspiracy and they've moved on to obstruction and i just think that dog won't hunt um, and that's part of the reason that pelosi doesn't want to proceed she knows that this is a you know, 30 or 35 percent issue uh, across the country. And if it were a 50 percent issue, it would be a tougher decision. If it were a 75 percent issue, we would already be uh, seeing impeachment proceedings. And that's the problem. But 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 the, but her base is 100 is percent behind this and they're angry and they want to begin impeachment proceedings because it's going to make them feel better. Uh, it's not going to make much difference. It's not going to hurt Trump politically. In fact, it's going to help him. And it's going nowhere because Republicans are going to not join with 20 Republicans are not going to join with every Democrat in the Senate or move them from office. So sure. it's a pointless endeavor that, 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 that doesn't work politically. And that's why the speaker has been resisting. Uh, but I do think this has reached a totally different stage now. I mean, they were able to hold off impeachment and say, well, we got to get Mueller's testimony. Well, now it's not clear they're going to. And it's really not clear that even if they do, it's going to be all that all that valuable. If all he does is say, well, in the report, I wrote XXX, right? So I just have to wonder where this is really headed and if they have any other major decisions to make before they begin the impeachment proceeding. I guess the only other thing they still have is they could hold uh, the attorney general in contempt, which I think they're voting on in early June. So I guess that's maybe one thing they could look at when they get back. But other than that, it's, it's you know, from their perspective, they, they need to begin impeachment proceedings, and I think they probably will in the next few months. We are being joined by a political walk, Matt Makoviak, talking about the Mueller press conference that he gave this uh, past week and the possible fallout that could uh, occur from his comments. Uh, before we go to a break, we want to get to a phone call on line two. Dan is calling from Minnetonka. Hi, Dan. You're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hi. Thank you. See, I, I don't disagree that there, at some point in Mueller's career or at intermittent points, he demonstrated patriotism and, no, and honor. But I, I think it, it just seems so clear to me that he is not an honorable, fully honorable man because he completely ignored and never mentioned anything about the corrupt Hillary uh, collusion with Russia, the fake dossier, on and on and on. 
And Comey was always called the Boy Scout. Baloney. The guy was leaking. He was committing crimes. He was he's corrupt. And I, I, I guess it just, just kind of stirs me up when I hear dear Matt say he's an honorable, patriotic man. Well, in some ways, but they, there's this thought among these Democrats in this, what I call the deep state, is that their motives and their activities are more noble, so they'll break the law and be corrupt. I mean, it's no different in a larger way that Stalin did. He thought his, his efforts were noble, and he was doing a great thing. So I think it's a bunch of trash that some of these guys who are painted as being honorable and boy, honorable Boy Scouts are far from it. They have corrupt intention, and there's no doubt he wanted to remove our president from being... All right. Uh, I'm sorry, Dan. I apologize for that. Uh, thanks, thanks so much for the call. Uh, actually, we do need to run to a break. Matt, can you hang for another segment with us? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Well, when Matt comes back, I will definitely address the aspect of how the Steele dossier plays into this, because I know that was being touted in the aftermath of Mueller's comments. And what, if anything, will that ha- impact? 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Back with another segment with Political Walk, Matt Bakoviak right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. An empty land. I knew the power. Need a roof? JTR Roofing. Need siding? JTR Roofing. How about windows? JTR Roofing. The name's not big enough. It should be JTR Roofing, Siding, and Windows. They'd rather have a name that's too small than a price that's too big. For a free estimate, go to roofwithjtr.com. That's roofwithjtr.com. Get that Rack Shack attack. Rack Shack barbecue. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head? Comb it over? Wear a hat? Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real natural hair back permanently. They're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts SAVE22 to 85850. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. You wash it. You cut it. It's your own real, naturally growing hair. And the best part, Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let them show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text SAVE22 to 85850. That's S-A-V-E-22 to 85850. Varicose and spider veins. What a gift from my mom. She had them and I got them. Not only are they uncomfortable and sometimes painful, but I stopped wearing skirts and shorts because I was embarrassed and hated the way my legs looked. When my kids asked, what are those things on your legs? That was it. I finally went to Vein Clinics of America. The doctors at Vein Clinics of America have been treating vein disease for over 35 years. They're the largest and most experienced vein treatment center in the U.S. The best part is, Vein Clinics of America is coming to the Twin Cities this spring, and most insurance is accepted. So if you have tired, swollen, and painful legs, or suffer from embarrassing varicose and spider veins like I did, you can now get world-class treatment for your legs right here in the Twin Cities at Vein Clinics of America. To learn more about location openings, call 800-593-4411. 800-593-4411. That's 800-593-4411. Your first year of Christian school is half price through TwinCitiesTuitions.com. If you see public school as a negative influence on your child's faith, it's time to make a change. To find out more about our half price Christian school tuition program, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Welcome back. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network, me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. 
for any comments or questions. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. Again, joined for another segment by political wonk Matt Bukowiak. Find his fine work at MacOnPoliticsPodcast.com. That's M-A-C-K, MacOnPoliticsPodcast.com, where he conducts a podcast, obviously, uh, interviewing some of the heavy hitters in politics today, as well as it's a one-stop shop for his weekly Washington Times column. Uh, Matt wanted to bounce off the last caller, specifically talking about the uh, Steele dossier. That is something that the uh, uh, some Republicans, even members of the Trump administration, has cited for uh, being the trigger for uh, the Mueller investigation and other, and, and Democrats have cited it as well. Uh, is that really going to have an impact here forward? Because from what I understand correctly, that was more a situation that was brought to President Trump's attention before he was actually inaugurated in his first interaction with James Comey. But was it actually the trigger for the Mueller report? I don't recall that as being the case. Well, um, the, look, the origins of the first the counterintelligence investigation into the Trump campaign into Russia, which led to uh, which led to the special counsel investigation, are are now the subject of their own investigation through the Justice Department. This is one of the very good things the new Attorney General Bill Barr has done. Um, and and so to to your caller's point, uh, I'm I'm very interested in knowing whether. The Steele dossier was produced due to a collaboration between uh, the Clinton campaign, which paid for the second stage of the dossier, which had to do with uh, really the general election and Trump, um, and Russian operatives and perhaps even Russian intelligence operatives. That has been alleged. Uh, it, it feels credible to me, uh, we, but we just don't, don't know that, I think, with certainty. We need to know that with certainty. Um, it would be the height of, of all irony if, in the end, uh, Mueller found that, uh, that Trump didn't collude or, or conspire with Russia, but that the Clinton campaign uh, actually did. Um, but, so, but, you know, do I, would I call that, quote, corrupt uh, for, for, for Mueller? Um, I wouldn't. I, I wish he had also included that. I think it would have been more fair uh, to look at both sides sure. uh, and, to, to find, and to find those facts. Um, I, I don't necessarily disagree with much the caller said about Comey. I mean, I think Comey has been pretty pretty well discredited at this point. Um, he's, you know, look, even his handling of Hillary's investigation at, F, at the FBI in 2016 was was panned really by all sides during this, you know, ridiculous press conference where he basically uh, convicted her without charging her. Right. Um, right. Uh, so, you know, I, I mean, I'm sympathetic to some of the points the caller made, um, and. Uh, again, I mean, it's a little hard to, t- to to know why Mueller made the decisions he made, since he's really not taking questions and he's not explaining it. Um, and it'll, it'll, it remains to be seen whether the House Democrats ultimately subpoena him. I think they probably will. I think they'll probably get very little from him uh, in, in a hearing. Um, and I don't know that it's going to go beyond that. There's there's been actually some some uh, commentary that maybe the Senate re- Republicans, the Committee of Jurisdiction, should subpoena Mueller to hear from him to go at. Uh, the the origin uh, of, of the dossier that that of course might conflict with uh, the, the Justice Department investigation, which the U.S. Attorney in Connecticut is now overseeing. So, um, look, I think look everyone's frustrated with the situation, and it's been two years and thirty five million dollars, and you know now as I said, I think both sides are are, are frustrated in their in their own way, uh, but I, I really think Mueller's part of this story is now basically behind us. Uh, even if he testifies, I think it's not going to be that meaningful. He's basically decided that his role is over. Uh, and the other thing I didn't like about his statement is he's made he kind of he kind of winked at Congress and said, "Look, I, I've done all I can do. It's now up to you." Well, I mean that's not his role either. He's not sure. he's not an investigator for Congress. It's not why a special counsel exists. Uh, so I, had, I have that problem with with how he approaches this as well. And again, uh, I know that within the past uh, couple of weeks or so, and this probably is in line with the with the the investigations the Justice Department is currently undertaking that uh, President Trump had authorized uh, some documents uh, to to be declassified. And, and, you know, depending upon which, again, which uh, news source you're reading, that has some Democrats nervous, others it's a a nothing burger. What specifically can you tell us about the current investigations that uh, Bill Barr and the Justice Department is undertaking and what uh, specifically President Trump allowed to be declassified? Yeah, uh, so two important questions there. Let me go to the declassification part of it first. Um, basically, what what uh, what the president did is he, he basically made the attorney general the decider as to whether uh, a specific piece of information is declassified. Okay. 
Uh, and he's, he's requiring the intelligence community to work with him. And according to his interview uh, with CBS News, which aired on Friday, he said that the intelligence agencies are working very closely with him and they are getting cooperation. Uh, that decision by the president caused an absolute panic on the left. Uh, you know, I'm old enough to remember, I'm sure you are as well, Brad, uh, you know, not that long ago when the Democrats thought, you know, more information is better. Sure. Uh, and transparency is the goal and democracy dies in darkness. I guess democracy doesn't die in dark darkness when, uh, you know, w- w- when you learn more. Um, so, I mean, that to me is, again, the height of hypocrisy from Democrats in the media that they don't want to learn more. Um, as it relates to the investigation, you know, I think what they are trying to get to the bottom of is, is was the counterintelligence investigation uh, and the special counsel's investigation, was it, was it uh, sort of well-founded, right? Was it legally created in the first place? Uh, and so they're going to get at, yes, the Steele dossier, uh, who produced it, why was so much, if not all of it, wrong? And, of course, the Mueller report really really undermines most of the key uh, aspects of the, of the, of the Steele dossier. Um, you know, was the, was the Steele dossier used fraudulently to, uh, to get the FISA warrant on Carter Page? Uh, should the FISA warrants have been approved? Uh, you know, did the government present all the information to the FISA court, including that it was being based on a political document being provided by, you know, a political adversary? These are the questions I think they're going to get to the bottom of. And my guess is most of the answers that, that uh, the Justice Department's going to find are, are, are going to be, uh, bad for the Democrats. I really think that. Now, we'll see. Uh, and, and ultimately, I, I want to know the truth. I don't want one side to win or one side to lose. Uh, if everything was done by the book, uh, well, we need to know that. And, and folks on the right need to stop you know, promoting, promoting uh, the idea that, that that's not the case. But again, I, I really do think we're going to find there was some wrongdoing here. Uh, I'd like to know if, if classified information was being shared. If so, you know, who was leaking it? Uh, did they commit crimes? We do know the Justice Department has several criminal leak investigations underway. We don't know who the, who the subjects of those investigations are. The Attorney General said that a few weeks ago. So there's a lot here. And, the, you know, this, this, this worm is turning, and it's turning in a way that the Democrats and folks in the media, particularly in Washington, don't like. And that's why they are screaming bloody murder. And I think they're very worried about what Barr will find. And obviously we've had uh, this uh, Mueller investigation was wrapped up after nearly two years. And, you know, you just alluded to some other investigations the Department of Justice is uh, taking on. Now, let's, uh, I guess, focus on the legislative side, the legislative branch. You know, what I think what we can all agree on is there was an effort by the Russians to interfere in the 2016 election. And there was definitely disruption and it has caused a lot of infighting in this country, and I think that was their ultimate goal, not so much to change yeah. vote tallies as much as to sow chaos. So from that standpoint, uh, I guess the, the next simple question is, this should be a thing that unifies Democrats and Republicans in that to prevent something like this from happening in the future. Is that taking place, Matt McCovey? Is anybody even addressing the substance of what the Mueller report actually found? Yeah, in some ways, this is the most important question. I'm really glad you asked it, um, and it's not getting enough attention. Um, no one should be uh, happy with the conclusion that Russia actively worked to uh, intervene in our election. Um, and it's not about which side benefits or anything, or, or, or anything like that. It's about the fact that they did it. And it's, it, we've got we've to dissuade them and disincentivize them from doing it in the future. Uh, the White House Chief of Staff, Mick Mulvaney, was asked about this uh, this morning on one of the Sunday shows, um, and, and, and he made clear that, yes, the administration is taking it seriously, that they're working with states directly to make sure that, uh, that, that, that their elections are secure. Uh, but I think it probably needs to go needs to go beyond that. I mean, the social media platforms have some responsibility here. Sure. Uh, really, the, the the bulk of what of what Russia did was they they, they placed Facebook ads at, to to the tune of I believe uh, hundreds of thousands or maybe a, a, only a few million dollars. And so, in the grand scheme of a two billion dollar election, it's not uh, excuse me a two a two trillion dollar election. Uh, it's it's not it's it's a rounding error. Uh, but, but, you know, so, so yes, I do wish both sides would come together. Let me tell you what the fundamental problem is. And this is, uh, just a fact of life. Anytime you ask president Trump, do you believe Russia intervened in the election? Or what are you doing about it next time? He, he doesn't hear the specific question. He hears your election was fraudulent. Uh-huh. And so he, and so he rejects, he rejects the premise and he doesn't even go in that direction. Um, and I, I can imagine if you work really hard for two years and you best, you know, 16 other Republicans, and then you shock the world and defeat Hillary and the media together. 
all while being attacked as viciously as anyone in our history, uh, you probably would, would recoil when someone suggests that you didn't earn the presidency yourself. You know, yourself. Um, but I do think it would be a very good thing if both sides would come together. I wouldn't mind it if they did a 9-11 style commission uh, to look at the issue, you know, give them six months and report back to Congress and to require Congress vote up or down on the recommendations. I mean, th- those kind of things I think would make a lot of sense. It would unify the country and would make people feel even better about the security of our election next year. The challenge is elections are not national. Right. Right? They're yeah. conducted not even at the state level, they're conducted at the county level. So you got, you know, thousands of counties that are doing their own election every year. Matt, I'm sorry we have one of those horrible heart breaks. We have to we have to go, but we appreciate your time as always and uh, thanks for your contributions overall. We appreciate it. Take care. M twelve eighty the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network back with another segment in mere moments. This is what matters. This is beyond X's and O's. This is the difference mutual respect makes. This is what character looks like. This is what defines us in Minnesota. This is sportsmanship. School sports, it's not the outcome that matters most, but the way the games are played. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Are your retirement accounts going the wrong way or the right way? Join us at Online Trading Academy. For a free investing class by dialing pound 250 on your cell phone. Use keyword OTA or go to learnwithota.com. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. It takes a lot of courage to face your own death, but I'm glad I finally did. See, I was putting off getting life insurance to protect my family, even though I knew it was important. Then my neighbor's husband died. I watched her struggle emotionally and financially. It really made me face reality. If my husband died, how would I pay the mortgage, the car payments, or keep up the life the kids and I had? I realized I needed to get us life insurance right away. So I called AIG Direct. In less than five minutes, I had a quote. I was shocked at how affordable it is. Just $14 a month for $250,000 of term life coverage. I feel so much better knowing my family has protection. Call AIG Direct right now for a free no-obligation quote. The call takes less than five minutes, and you can save up to 70%. Call now, 1-800-458-3263. That's 1-800-458-3263. 1-800-458-3263. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, Overdesigned and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret we make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy! Our newest on-air host is visiting the Twin Cities for the first time. Join us for Dive In, dinner and discussion with Dr. Sebastian Gorka at Minnesota Zoo's Discovery Bay on June 15th. Details at am1280thepatriot.com. Radio, radio. Welcome back, Am1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. This is me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take a phone call, 651-289-4488. Get us away in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag NARN Show. As I am closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming, you can catch my friend and colleague, King Banyan, on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. It's the King Banyan Show, Saturdays, 9 to 11 a.m. And my friend and colleague, Mitch Berg, on these very airwaves, AM 1280, The Patriot, Saturdays at 1 to 3 p.m. He has the headliner edition of the NARN. I am the closer, closing out weekends on these very airwaves, Sundays, 1 to 3. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Hey, speaking of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, you probably heard uh, the ad just now for the dinner and discussion with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. 
Uh, again, this is going to take place at Minnesota Zoo's Discovery Bay, which is a gorgeous room surrounded by a million gallons of water. So jellyfish, sharks, sea dragons, they're going to swim by as we dive deep into the 2020 elections, religious liberty, Dr. Gorka's time on staff at the White House, and much more. So feel free to uh, check out our website, am1280thepatriot.com, and you will right away see the banner for the event. Again, it's entitled Dive In, Dinner and Discussion with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Click on the banner and get your tickets today. Now, there are only tickets available for the dinner and discussion. That's it. The meet and greet with Dr. Gorka, the seating at the Northern Alliance Radio Network table, and the seating at Dr. Gorka's table, all sold out, okay? We tell you folks, every time there's a Patriot event coming up, it's going to sell out, and this one's going to be no different. So if you're at all hesitating, stop hesitating and get your tickets today again. There are still a few good seats remaining, again, for the dinner and discussion with Dr. Gorka. And, again, this sounds like a gorgeous venue. I've never been there personally, so if nothing else, I'm looking forward to seeing the venue but the fact to meet someone like Dr. Gorka, again, you can, you can uh, regardless of what you feel about his politics and how in the tank he is for President Trump, he used to work on President Trump's staff. I get that. You can't deny he has a very compelling story, uh, uh, fleeing a communist country when he, was a, when he was a youngster in order to get here and then accomplish all that he has while being in the United States. Uh, tremendous story in and of itself. So I hope he shares some of his story a little bit because I'm always I'm always fascinated by the personal aspect of it. Yeah, I'm, gu- I, yeah I'm guessing a, uh, surrounded by a tank full of sharks and other terrifying sea creatures does nothing in terms of uh, moving the meter for this guy, I'm guessing. Like Devin Smeltzer, I'm sure his comp- uh, composure is off the charts. Yeah, right. So I, I think it's, it's going to be a fantastic... Time had by all. And again, we're looking forward to whomever gets to sit with Mitch King and myself and, uh, you know, for dinner and then get to meet all the listeners afterwards. It's always a fun time. And again, that's that's always a highlight for me. We bring in the heavy hitters. Okay, all of the National Patriot hosts that come to town always put on a great show. No question about it. But for me personally, it's getting to chat with you, the listeners. So if I haven't met you yet and you're not planning on going to dinner, but you think you might please come on out. I want to meet you. I want to say hello because if nothing else, thank you for uh, this opportunity to be uh, part of this uh, great radio station. Because again, we're not for you, the listeners. We don't have 15 years of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. It just doesn't happen. I so. wouldn't have a job right now here at Salem Media Group. So well, we love you guys. Thank you for it, all your support. Absolutely. So I don't know if you can get much more enticement than that. This, this is what I'm saying here. So I uh, wanted to get back to some news from this uh, past week. Uh the 2020 presidential election uh, is a uh, is in pretty much in full swing, and there's I believe it's up to 23 Democrats now uh, who are vying for the nomination to oppose Donald Trump in the general election. Uh, Donald Trump hasn't officially announced he's running again. I guess that's coming in Florida on June 18th. I mean, it's it's pretty much a foregone conclusion he is going to seek reelection. Uh, it's just he hasn't made it official yet, but he will. Uh, anyhow, one of the high-profile candidates uh, in the amongst the Democrats uh, is Elizabeth Warren, senator out of Massachusetts. And, of course, the issue that has dogged her pretty much since she's got into the public spotlight was her claims of being of Native American heritage. And she's told the story uh, ad nauseum where her, I believe it was her mother that had Native American heritage and her father's family had a problem with him marrying uh, her mother uh, because, of, because of that heritage. And they were living in, uh, in, in a time where that kind of, I guess, for lack of a better phrase, mixed marriage wasn't, wasn't embraced as it would be today. And so this was the story that Elizabeth Warren had. And as a result, as she went through life, you know, like when she would uh, apply for uh, a job or apply to for her law license after she graduated and got her J.D., that she claimed she was a minority because she had Native American heritage. And many say, well, she was using that uh, for because affirmative action was was uh, uh, more prevalent when she got into the working world and they figure, OK, um, she could we could tout a minority member of our faculty here at Harvard, you know, when she worked at Harvard. Well, it turns out she was being chided. This was a source of contention 
for her, and Donald Trump seized on it, as Donald Trump is wont to do. And uh, I'll never forgive Trump for sticking her with the nickname Pocahontas because, no, that the nickname is Focahontas, F-A-U-X, faux as in fake, Focahontas. That was the joke, okay? She's not really a Native American, all right? And people got more offended at Donald Trump calling her Pocahontas. It's like, why? Why is that offensive? She's not Native American, okay? But, uh, and again, I don't approve of, of the president doing that, in fact, uh, when he when he did so in front of the Navajo uh, code talkers a little over a year ago at the White House in front of a picture of Andrew Jackson, that was really the height of tone deafness by the president. Okay, and again, uh, this is something that is. But Elizabeth Warren has to answer these questions. So she took the DNA test, and it proved that she was maybe one sixty fourth Native American, but more likely one one thousand twenty fourth Native American which is not much at all. And I think the irony of ironies is some people found out that her biggest critics have more Native American heritage than she does. So I bring all this up to say that she appeared on some radio show. It's called The Breakfast Club. Uh, I, to be honest, am not familiar with this radio show. Apparently it's out of New York City, and they talk about things like celebrity gossip, progressive politics, and sexual and dating issues. And it's hosted by uh, DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charmelaine uh, the God. I, I have no idea who any of these people are. I got to be honest. I just I have no idea. I, I know who Jason, Charlemagne. You're a younger guy. Well, yeah. I mean, you're, you're talking to the person though who sure is 25 years old, but doesn't listen to any like top 100 music of any kind or anything like that. I mean, no, okay. I, pref- I prefer to throw in a Beatles or Zeppelin album personally. Uh, I've heard of the show. I've heard of Charlemagne the God. Um, I think his bit is that he likes to curse professional franchises that kind of like okay. uh, call him out or something like that. Because I think he's got a lot of nicknames for himself or he's got a lot of stuff in his songs. So I'm pretty sure he actually came after the Timberwolves at one point. Oh, wait. No, no. I'm getting it mixed up. It was um, who was the guy that helped put together the fire Festival? Not the main guy, but uh, Ja Rule. Ja Rule ja is the Rule, one that yeah. threw out the, uh, is shade Is he a Bucks fan or something? Uh, ja Rule? I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't even remember why he decided to curse. I, I think it was just a publicity grab, honestly. I mean, he's okay. seen all these other rappers curse teams, and Ja Rule, stuck in the 1990s or early 2000s, just doesn't know what to do with himself in 2019, I guess. Well, I predicted this was going to be an issue for Elizabeth Warren. When she got on the campaign trail, you would have uh, minority candidates like Cory Booker and Kamala Harris go after her and say, who are you to say that you're a minority when we've actually lived it? You know, Kamala Harris uh, is of, uh, I forget what her descent is, and and Cory Booker is obviously African-American, you know, true minorities, and that would be something that she would be put on the defensive in the Democrat primaries. Well, she appeared on this radio show. You know, she figures friendly territory, going to talk progressive politics, the Breakfast Club. And, uh, yeah, they weren't willing to let this go. So uh, let's uh, let's play that clip, about two and a half minutes. All right. I, I, I want to clear up some stuff because, you sure. know, th- there's a lot of criticism that's said about you. So I want to give you the opportunity okay. to speak on these things. Uh, the Native American thing. Mm-hmm. Do you regret taking the DNA test? Oh, uh, look, I can't go back. Mm-hmm. But you know, you got to explain to a lot of people that don't know. Now, you came out and, and said that you were Native American and long ago, and they yep. found out that you weren't. And people were very upset about that. The same for the people who don't know. No, but a lot of people we don't, don't know have that much time because we're putting people <laughs> up to her as well. So, yes. go ahead. So, I grew up in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Uh, I learned about my family the same way most people learn about their family from my mama and my daddy and my mm-hmm. aunts and my uncles. And it's what I believe. Um, but I'm not a person of a color, mm-hmm. I'm not a citizen of a tribe. And I shouldn't have done it. Um, if you had a chance I to do it to do, over, would you? I, I can't go back, you know, but I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. But what I what I can do is try to be a good partner. Ah, there we go. And that's Transition what I do to the, to the political every day. Uh-huh. So, for example, in the things we're talking about here, what I want to see us do in education mm-hmm. is I want to see us get rid of the student loan debt and make an investment in the historically black and, colleges and, and universities. Get rid of student loan debt. Um, I want to see us in housing. Hit redlining head on. I've got the first housing proposal to just smack straight in. Classic pandering right here. I want to see us in health care. Address health care disparities in particularly. I thought Obamacare took um, care of that. uh, What? Maternal mortality rates for black women. Mm -hmm. Uh, We got serious problems. I think you talk about reparations as well. Yeah. Your family told you you were Native American? Yeah. They won't let it go. They tell me I'm Dominican, but I don't believe it. You are. 
How long, <laughs> how long did you hold on to that? Because there was some report that said you were Native American on your Texas bar license and that you said you were Native American on some documents when you were a professor at Harvard. Yeah. Correct. Like, why'd you do that? So it's what I believe. You know, that's, like I said, it's what I learned from my family. Oh. When, did you find out you, when did you find out you weren't? Well, you know, it's, it, I'm not a person of color. I'm not a citizen this. of yes. a tribe. We've established that, And too. tribal citizenship is an important distinction. And not something I am. So. Were there any benefits to that? No. Boston I, Globe did a full investigation. It never affected, nothing about my family ever affected any job I ever got. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't get a discount in college. No. You kind of like the original Rachel Dozo a little bit. Rachel Dozo was a white woman pretending to be black. Wow. No, this is what I learned from my family. Yeah. Yeah. Under, under the bus, her family went. Okay. Did you notice how she kept throwing her family under the bus? Basically, her mom. This was a story that her mom and dad told her, and they kept and she kept throwing her parents under the bus. Well, that's what I was told. I went with it, but you know they didn't let her off the hook. She kept trying to no. pivot to the political issues, specifically pandering to the black community. You know, talking about uh, heavy investments in black colleges and reparations and all that. And, and, and I'm not denying that this is part of her uh, candidate platform, but. She, you could tell she just didn't want to talk about it, and they would not let it go. Well, she started answering questions they didn't even ask questions to. Right. Like she started getting it because like, this is one thing that drives me crazy with a lot of uh, political candidates of any kind. The moment they get asked a tough question, they like very briefly say something, but then they'll start spieling and tell their stuff that holds no context within the question. And I'm glad they didn't let her off the hook in this regard. Yeah, and and, and so she finally had to say, oh, "I'm not, I'm not, not, not a person of color." It's like, well, we we pretty much assumed that. I'm glad she finally came around to reconciling to it and and she flatly denies she got any benefit from it and it's like you know when she was on staff at Har- at Harvard University they touted it they touted her minority status because she checked the native american box so whether she got any benefit or not she got some pretty good publicity from it in that she was touted as such so Okay, Boston Globe. They can do all the um, they can do all the uh, exonerating of her, so to speak, that they want. But the fact is, this was she was held up to that standard. As oh, look at this. We have we've hired a someone of Native American descent. We'll see how we're diverse we are on this on this staff. So yeah, and the Rachel Dolezal. Whoo, boy, that was that was something. That was of course for those of you who may remember Rachel Dolezal. She was the one who. Uh, Basically, did her hair up to look like an African American woman hair, and then what she like take do heavy tanning? She changed it, literally changed the color of her skin, something like that. I have actually had the pleasure, from whichever point of view you come from, of meeting Miss Dolezal. Really, actually, um, at my internship in New York in 2017 when I was with Salon Media Group, not to be confused with Salem Media Group. Sure, uh, she was one of uh, one of our guests for an interviews, and um, I wasn't I wasn't present for the interview for uh, for the actual interview itself, but uh, she seemed like a very nice individual. She was cordial to me, and that's really all Just, I can say on that subject. She said she, but she seemed incredibly misguided, though. Uh, I, that's I know Captain Obvious over here. I get that, but <laughs> when you when you're when you're very clearly a white woman and you claim to be black, but my thing is. Uh, and this is something that I talked about on the show when this when this was a when this was a big story, is that while she was with the NAACP, now obviously she got the job under false pretenses, but while she was with them, she had the compassion and the uh, determination to help uh, black people overcome injustices, and she felt like that she was able to make an impact from that standpoint. So should so if she did make a an impact. It's a shame that that's now diminished because she had to lie. It's like, why did you feel you had to, had to lie? Would the NAACP have not brought you on had you been a white woman? Again, that's something for the NAACP to answer to. All right? But to to get the job under false pretenses like that. So, anyways, I know that's a digression, but bringing up Rachel Dolezal, that was, woof, boy. Uh, Elizabeth Warren's done. She's not going to be the Democrat nominee. I think we can pretty much establish that. And I don't know that she had a realistic shot. Uh, even before that, but uh, yeah, that was hard hitting. And, and again, kudos to those folks on the Breakfast Club uh, and their radio show, uh, DJ Envy, Angela Lee, and Charmaine the God. They they didn't let her go. Now, okay. And and here's the thing, I don't want to. And last thing, and we'll go to a break. This is a radio show again. They they talk about some you know celebrity gossip, sexual and dating issues. You know, some kind of subjects that'll kind of bring in the ratings. Progressive politics may or may not. 
But they asked her tougher questions than like ABC, NBC, or CBS, or MSNBC, CNN have ever asked her. Okay? It takes a radio show like this, which is more of an entertainment show. Again, they discuss serious topics too. But for a show like this to ask these kind of questions that media outlets, for some reason, wouldn't, uh, pretty damning indictment of the mainstream media, that's for sure. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You guys are in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. It's me, Brad Carlson. One final segment coming up on the broadcast. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Hi, it's Keith Hitner Sr. here. Tune in on Sundays at noon for your real estate chalk talk where we study the science of buying and selling real estate and the art of living in your home. Get the solid real estate facts you need from Keith Hitner Sr. and Keith Hitner Jr. of Colwell Banker Burnett and their team of experts. Tune in to Real Estate Chalk Talk on AM 1280, The Patriot, every Sunday at 12 noon. Brought to you by the Hitner Group, the number one Colwell Banker Group in the nation. Online at hitnergroup.com. And tune in to Real Estate Chalk Talk every Sunday at 12 noon on AM 1280, The Patriot. Hi, my name's Christina Stumble, and I own Farm Girl Flowers in San Francisco. With my Spark Cash Card from Capital One, I earn unlimited 2% cash back on all my business purchases. Last year, I redeemed $115,000 in cash back. Yeah, $115,000. And that doubled our digital marketing budget for the summer. Thanks to my Spark Card, we had our best summer yet. Imagine what the Spark Card from Capital One could do for your business. What's in your wallet? Real Capital One customers pay for real stories. Credit approval required. Grab a cup of coffee and help Gallagher's Army at Lucky Station. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. You know Gallagher's Army provides financial assistance to the families of fallen officers when they need it most, as soon as a tragedy occurs. When you buy a cup of coffee at any Lucky's Station convenience store, they're going to make a donation to Gallagher's Army, the Fallen Officer Fund. There's a Lucky's Station store in every corner of the metro. Find them online at luckysstations.com. That's luckys with an S, stations with an S, dot com. Cups for cops from Lucky's Stations. People looking to buy a new fence in Minnesota are lucky. Lucky because unlike with other types of purchases, when it comes to buying a new fence, the choice has been made so darn easy. Only one company truly stands above the rest and has for a long, long time. Midwest Fence has not only been around far longer than anyone else and thus is far more experienced, they're the largest fence company in the state, which means Midwest Fence has the greatest variety of fence designs. You won't believe the seemingly endless styles you can choose from these days. And Midwest Fence buys in such bulk, they can keep their prices lower than other companies. That's why, if you're ready for a fence, you're just plain lucky. The legendary fence company that's been making people smile since Truman was president is but a phone call away and ready to stop out and deliver a free estimate. Your turn to smile, folks. Learn more at MidwestFence.com. Get that Rack Shack Attack, Rack Shack Barbecue. To do you right, we take time for a barbecue flavor that will blow your mind. Get that Rack Shack Attack, oh, Rack Shack Barbecue. Make fresh daily cater to you. Homemade sauces, secret rubs too. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that Rack Shack Attack, Rack Shack Barbecue, Genius. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Like Northern Alliance Radio Network. One final segment on the broadcast. It is go. me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. It is the first weekend of June, and as is normally custom for me and for the first week of June, I like to get a little reminiscent because it was the first weekend of June when I debuted on the Northern Alliance Radio Network back in 2011. So, yes, I'm essentially celebrating... Yeah, Yes, there it is. This is being recorded before a live studio audience. No, not really. Anyways, eight years on the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and I mean it when I say uh, were it not for you, the listeners, and your response to the Northern Alliance in the 15 years it's been in existence, I would have never had the opportunity to not only start a show but to keep it going for eight years. And uh, I, you know, people ask you know, when I started, you know, what was my goal to be on this program was it just to do it until I got tired of it and then move on. And to be honest with you, I it's something that I've just have 
have done before I even started on the show. What I mean by that is I was always commenting on uh, political issues of the day. I got really highly involved in in political stuff. My turning point, I think, was the 2000 uh, presidential election. I mean, I I had had always voted since 1988 when I was first eligible to vote, but I think the 2000 election and the way the deliberate misinformation that was brought about in that presidential election just really got me enraged. It's like, how are people allowed to just spread this kind of stuff? And, And I got more involved in my local politics, and then I started blogging in 2004, and then Around 2005, 2006, I started blogging regularly about politics, and then I started to get more viewers on my blog and would engage regularly. And, of course, I got to know the Northern Alliance going to – because I was a fan of the Patriot, first and foremost, before I was ever a talk show host here. So I got to know all the guys that were part of the Northern Alliance. And and uh, I, I was like, man, I'd love to do a show. I, I've just always, ever since middle school, thought about doing radio and finally got the opportunity to fill in on a few shows in 2010, and then it was in 2011 – when I reached out to Lee Michaels in early 2011, he says, well, you know, we can certainly have you keep filling in, but, you know, if something ever comes up, maybe we might do, uh, might give you a call. And I kind of took that as, you know, we'll keep your resume on file. And, of course, those companies never call you back when they say they'll keep your resume on file. Well, Lee Michaels did. I remember he called me in, in mid-May and said we were looking to get some original programming on Sunday, but for a while we'll keep you on for one hour right after Mitch Berg and Ed Morrissey and then eventually transition you over to... Uh, Sunday afternoons because we were looking to get original programming on there. I'm like, where do I sign? And uh, we finally uh, got some things worked out, and I started on the Saturday in June of 2011, first Saturday in June, did that for a couple of months, then moved to Sunday evenings, like 7 to 8 p.m., and then around November of 2011, I started Sundays 1 to 3 p.m., and the rest, as they say, is history. So it has been a great run. Getting to know all you, the listeners and the staff here at Salem Communications, the myriad board ops I've had, Jason included, has been a valuable contributor. I was about to say, it doesn't, get, it doesn't get any better than this for you. Um, I don't want to say you've peaked, but when you're hanging out with me on Sundays, I mean, it can't get any better than that. Well, I pre- and, you know, like I say, I've always appreciated um, the board ops. They always have done a, a nice job for me. Whether they want to contribute to the show or not by weighing in on news stories, totally up to them. But I appreciate whatever level contribution they want to give, and I always appreciate the work they do behind the scenes. And uh, like I say, were it not for the listeners and the folks here at Salem Communications, uh, I wouldn't have what I have today, which isn't much, but I love it. I enjoy it, and I'll keep coming back as long as my access card works. So appreciate it. Happy 8th anniversary to the closer. Ladies and gentlemen, I've enjoyed it. Thank you so much for tuning in. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts BAG11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting BAG11 to 88988. That's BAG11 to 88988. Maybe you'd like to know what exactly Relief Factor is. It was created by doctors. It's a 100% drug-free supplement with four key ingredients that simply help your own body deal with the natural inflammatory response that it has. It's easy to swallow, four little capsules in each packet, like the packet that I carry with me at all times. Three packets a day for a week, then two packets a day for two weeks, and I have just described the three-week quick start. And you will know in three weeks, that's the beauty of it, whether it works, they don't drag you on. That costs just $19.95. There's a very good chance that a very serious percentage of my listeners suffer from some sort of muscular or joint pain. You should try this for $19.95. That's all you can lose. If it works, they will send it to you automatically. If it doesn't work, tell them not to send any shipments, and it's as simple as that. It is all at relieffactor.com. I've been using it for years now. Relieffactor.com. According to a recent Barna study, schools are seen as a negative influence on faith formation. 
Church leaders view parents, churches, and Christian communities as positive influences on a child's spiritual life. However, children are spending most of their daytime weekday hours at school, which is perceived by many church leaders as a negative influence. A good Christian school can provide a strong Christian community to help positively influence your child's spiritual formation. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, we believe in the power of Christian education so much, we have partnered with local Christian schools to offer half off your child's first year of tuition. It's our half-off tuition program. To find out if the school you are considering is part of this program and to take another great step in your child's faith formation, call me, Alyssa Brecken, at 651-289-4406. That's 651-289-4406. Or visit our website at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.